Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast. I'm Allison Scholes, brand strategist and lifestyle stock photographer. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. If you're ready to fine tune your personal brand, grow your business on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life, then girl, you're in the right spot. And please don't be shy. You can connect with me over at bossladyinsweatpants.com. If you're ready for today's show, go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, and hide in your closet. It's time to dive in. Hey there, sister. I see you out there growing your sidekick and doing all the things. And I know one of those things involves Instagram. The question I hear a lot is, should I actively use Instagram for my side gig? Recently, I had a great conversation with Elena from the Side Gig Central podcast, and she asked me some juicy questions about Instagram. We talked about finding your ideal audience on Instagram, why it's important to have a business account on the platform, content and consistency, how to be super intentional on Instagram, and oh yes, hashtags. Let's listen in. I have so many Instagram questions for you, Allison. I'm going to squeeze them all into today's episode. Um, so bear with me. I got so much to talk about. Uh, but <laughs> why do you think that every side gig entrepreneur should actively be using Instagram? How do they know their audiences on Instagram? And what are some of the advantages and disadvantages here? Well, let's start with your first question. Should every side gig entrepreneur actively use Instagram? That depends. It depends if your ideal audience is on Instagram and if you like Instagram. Let me break this down. Social media is huge and businesses are almost running their gigs solely on social media. But that doesn't mean you need to be on every platform. So here's my advice. Pick two and get really good at them. Pick one that you really enjoy and you're growing a following. And the other platform should be where your ideal audience is. So you'll need to research and find them. So the first step, have a clear idea of what the typical customer looks like for your business. Ask yourself what your product is and what it does. Who is your product designed for? And what is your audience looking for? You can learn a lot about your target target audience by looking into your competitors' Instagram audience. Mm. See what kind of followers they have and what kind of posts they are publishing. This can give you some, you know, some idea of what your Instagram target audience should look like. So I would start there. If you want to know if your ideal audience is on Instagram, go to your competitors. Yeah. Go look at who's following them. That's go a, look who is yeah. engaging with them. That's such a great I point. Mean, I, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and it's okay. You, you feel like you're almost like impeding on their account. You're not. I mean, that's what I do. I go to see what my competitors are. Absolutely. I do it all the time. So when you and, go, and they're all doing it. Yeah. So when you go in and search that, so break that down a little bit more. Are you are you searching the hashtags that they're using? Are you uh, searching like who's following them? What do you exactly search on the so, the competitor account? So I'm really into stock photography. So I will go to other stock photographers who I'm friends with on Instagram, and I will go look at their follow list. And I will see what kind of people are following them. 
you can ah. kind of get an idea of their age, their demographics, all of that. And then I also look at probably their most recent 10 posts and I will see who's engaging, who's leaving comments. So I start there, check out your competitors and check out who they're engaging with. Cause that'll give you some insight if that's your kind of ideal audience. That's and a if great you're already tip. On Instagram, yes. The second thing you want to do is you, you know, the existing demographic insights you can get from your Instagram analytics can tell you a lot about your Instagram target audience. So in your account, you're going to go to your settings and there's a section called insights. And there's underneath that section, you're going to go to audience. And here you can see some vital statistics about your existing followers, including their age range, gender, and location. So that is the second part you want to do. And then thirdly, and this is what you're always going to continue to do is make the most of Instagram story polls to ask relevant questions that will help you understand your audience better and improve your Instagram targeting. If you're going to research your audience, why not ask them directly? And Instagram stories is a great place to ask them directly. So what you can do, you can ask them what type of content they prefer and what they expect from you. Or you could create polls to narrow down on the specifics of their likes and dislikes, their interests and hobbies, their shopping behavior. So for example, we're both podcasters. So now that we're into the podcasting world and my audience is listening, now I'm really going to narrow down my audience by asking, by using polls on Instagram stories, I might ask, do you prefer solo shows or do you prefer interviews? That way I'm always keeping in touch with my ideal audience. And I'm delivering content that they want. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think that's so key. You hit on a couple of really key points there. I think it is really important to not only cultivate that personal relationship with the listener, and I think Instagram stories is a really, uh, I would say, easy pretty easy way mm -hmm. to get that snapshot that you're looking for. So I think that's, that's definitely uh, a no brainer. And also too, when you had mentioned about looking at your insights on your account, do you need to have a business account for Instagram? Like I know there's a personal account and then there's a business account. Do you have to have your, uh, your Instagram business account in order to see those insights? Cause I actually don't even have a personal one. I, both of mine are business. Um, if you are going to post about your business on Instagram, you should have a business account. Right. I think about what's your intent. Is right. your intent just to hang out on Instagram or is your, are you going in with the CEO mindset? If you're going in Instagram to build your business, you should absolutely have a business account. That's a great, down. yeah, that's a great point because I think a lot of people, they'll say like, oh, I have a really strong following on my personal account and how do I get all those mm -hmm. people to migrate over to a business account? What would you say to someone in that situation? Like I have thousands of followers on my Instagram where I'm posting about dogs and my family, uh, you know, like more of that, like not uh, being strategic about posting just mm -hmm. any, any time I feel like it, what would you say to that, that kind of person? Um, for that person, if they have two separate accounts, they have a personal account and they have a business account. If they're keeping it completely separate, 
then you can have both accounts. If your personal account is simply personal and you don't really care about the engagement and you don't care about the followers and you're just there to kind of have a good time and you're just that Instagrammer and you're you know falling down that rabbit hole and yeah. talking about <laughs> what other people are doing, yeah. then keep it personal. You know, if you have two accounts and one's business and one's personal, but you're kind of doing the the same thing on both accounts, to me, that just, I think that's a waste of your time. That is, I, I would migrate both of them. I, oh man, you probably just answered the, the question that has been nagging at me forever and I'll get <laughs> to it a little bit later. And okay. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to, um, uh, kind of break what we're doing here, but I will get back to that question because I am going to pick your brain on it. Okay. So almost every, okay. po- almost every podcast episode that I've listened to about social media marketing somehow or another always incorporates the theme of content and consistency. Like you got to have the quality content. You need to teach something new. You need to inspire, you need to provide value and you got to show up every day. Like you had said earlier, being consistent. So why mm-hmm. is it so important? important to show up consistently on Instagram with quality content. Consistency simply shows you're committed. You care about your audience and you care about your business. Seeing someone show up daily on Instagram versus, you know, versus someone who shows up sporadically, who would you hire? Mm. Think of a brick and mortar business. You'll shop with a company that opens their doors consistently. Showing up on a regular basis shows you are reliable. Now, content, guess what? There's someone else out there that does what you do. How are you different? (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. There's exactly someone out there that does what you do. So great content will keep people coming back to you. So for myself, content must fall into one of three categories because people get really hung up on content And they just think they have to push their products and their services and blast it out there. No, you don't. For myself, content needs to fall into one of three categories. It should be either relatable to your ideal audience, educate your ideal audience, or entertain them. I think people forget that Instagram is a social media platform. So don't forget about the first word, social. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. So if you create content that falls into these three categories, then you will attract the right people to you. And that's what you want. You want the connections first. And I think you almost need to take a step back look at Instagram and look how you're approaching the platform. If you're approaching the platform to all I want to do is make a sale, all I want to do is sell my products, guess what? You're not going to sell a dang thing. But if you approach the platform with who can I help, who can I serve, who can I meet, and who can I learn from, you are going to have Instagram success. I love that. That's where it's at. Yeah. I love that so much because ever since I kind of made that, that mind shift from, okay, I just want to drive 
episode downloads and I just want everybody to listen to this podcast. I mean, that's not realistic, right. <laughs> but as soon as I made that, cause that paradigm shift to, as you just mentioned, who can I meet? I mean, I met you on Instagram, which is amazing. Right. And I, you know, I, I've hopefully have done an okay job at, at serving up quality content that entertains, inspires and all that jazz. But I, before, when I was posting before, it was like, Oh, there's so much pressure each post has to be so good um but i think there's a lot to be said about just showing up and and what you'd said about you know you want to do business with somebody that has their their doors open somebody who you know that you can rely on so i i think in the in the digital world that's like the new uh open sign right like if you're showing up every Absolutely. day in people's feeds like hey open for business but i'm proving it to yes. you with my actions and not just eh i'm going to post when I feel like so that's what I, I, I really enjoy I, I it's for sure like that's one of the the biggest points about Instagram that I really do enjoy is um, uh, meeting actual human beings which is cool so I want to talk about um, this next statement right here which is social media marketing can be a huge time drain and I know for me I have to be really intentional about how I'm spending my time inside the app because if I'm not careful, I end up scrolling other people's feeds and stories and pretty soon I've wasted an hour on nothing and I'm not being productive <laughs> and I'm not like, you know, looking in my niche, like we've all been there. So it's frustrating because I know at that point, like the ROI is like a big old zero and I, and I know I need to show up for my audience. Like we were just talking about. So what are your best tips, your best strategies for avoiding distractions when you're inside the app, you're posting your own content and you're commenting on posts and you're answering questions. Like how can we avoid the endless scroll First and foremost, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> I, I know that feeling when you look up from your phone, you're like, oh my gosh, 45 minutes have gone by. What am yeah. I doing? Like, yep. Yes, yes, I've been there. My advice, plan your content way ahead of time. I actually plan my entire months of Instagram posts in about a day. And then what I do, I do my best to follow what's called the 10, 10, 10 rule. That's 10 minutes of my daily post and going through my newsfeed to leave comments. Then I spend 10 minutes in hashtag hubs where I think my ideal audience is hanging out and I leave comments on those posts. And then I spend 10 minutes in my stories. And here's the thing. Remember, Instagram is just an app. It's not the holy grail to your business. It's a platform to build your brand and make connections. The ultimate goal is to get people off Instagram and onto your website or on your email list. Yeah, I think people are so wrapped up into, I need to be on Instagram all the time to grow my business. No, you don't. I only spend about 30 minutes a day and that's it. That's amazing. And it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to teach yourself that. <laughs> it is. I love, I love the tent, like really segmenting the time and being really clear and specific on I'm spending 10 minutes on this. I need to do this because I, again, I, I am wasting so much time and it just, it, it annoys me <laughs> so bad. So well, I really need to deploy trick. that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Another trick too is 
I think social media can kind of, all aspects of social media can kind of take over our lives. So I went in my phone almost six months ago and I turned off every notification on my phone except for text messages and my ringtone. Yes. I get zero notifications, nothing from Facebook, nothing from Messenger, nothing from Instagram, nothing from LinkedIn, nothing from Pinterest. I don't need to get the notifications when I'm doing homework with my son and then grab my phone and see that, you know, so-and-so liked my picture. Big deal. Like, is that certain, you know, is it serving my business? And secondly, is it serving your life? No, absolutely not. You know, yeah. (laughs) Isn't the whole point of our side gig or our business is to give us more time freedom. Yeah. To be with our loved ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the more that we can kind of unplug in that way. And again, going back to your point of being really intentional, intentional about how you're spending your time in the app and you're not, um, you're not there to, to like drag your feet. You're there to do uh, a task, <laughs> just like you would, you yes. know, cross off a task on your calendar. You're there. I'm like, get in, get out. And I'm done. Um, I need to do a better job of that. So I wanted to move on to going live on Instagram. I like, and you got to give me the, the no nonsense version. Like, do I really need to go live on Instagram? Why do I need to go live? What are the benefits of going live? Because I have failed miserably going live. I think the couple of times that I've done it, there's maybe the one person watching it. And I'm like, well, this is lame. (laughs) Do I really need to be doing Instagram live? What are the benefits? I'm kind of glad you asked me this question because I just recently recorded an episode for my show about my biggest takeaway from 2019. And it's quieting the noise. Here's the thing. There is so much going on in the social media world that doesn't mean you have to do it all. I don't go live and I rarely post a video to my IGTV. We need to remember we're human. We can only do so much in a day. My advice, until you're consistent posting daily and utilizing hashtags and commenting, I wouldn't stress about going live or IGTV. I would first build your brand on Instagram consistently for 90 days, if not more, build your audience, engage with them. After 90 days, then you could start creating weekly live sessions, like, you know, sessions that teach on a topic, like a two minute tip, but you're going to have to do it at the same time, same day every week, because at that point, your audience will be expecting it. Commit to what you can do consistently. Because it's funny that you say this. I fell into the same thing where I felt that I needed to go live once a week and I needed to do an IGTV video once a week. It got to the point that it was stressing me out. And I finally asked myself the question, do I even like doing this? Am I doing Mm. it at the best of my abilities? Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And I wasn't serving my audience. They're not expecting that from me. And I also think, too, you got to think of your ideal audience. My ideal audience is mompreneurs. So most likely, they don't have time to sit down and watch a live video or a long IGTV. Mm. My audience is on the go. So my audience is going to be more audio. And yeah. I think that's why I launched a podcast, because I want to serve my audience 
how they need me. Yeah. So I think you need to keep that in mind too. I, yeah, that's such a, that's such a smart way to frame it because when we bring it back to who are we talking to, who is our audience, who is our side gig customer, who is our side gig end user customer, when you frame it, bring it back to that, then it'll give you your answer. Your answer is going to be black Uh and white. It's going to be like, yes, you should be or no, you shouldn't be. Um, So I love how you can kind of cut through, like you said, cut through the noise and just get to that that clarity right away. So that was a really good response, Allison. I love it. That's why you're on the show today. (laughs) Honest response. (laughs) No, I love it. See, and that and that's the thing. I, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm listening, as I said in the beginning, I've listened to these podcasts about social media marketing they're like, do all of the things, do them all the time and be consistent and, and have it be quality. I'm like, all right, well, I don't have a team of 10 people that are helping me create content. Like I still have a full-time job. <laughs> like, Absolutely. it's so crazy. So anyway, um, love that answer. This episode is brought to you by Boss Lady Insider, a monthly stock photo membership that saves you time helps build momentum in your business, and gives you social media confidence. You can access the membership today at bossladyandsweatpants.com. I want to talk about hashtags. This is, uh, I think, one of the biggest mistakes that I'm making on my account as I'm kind of listening to our conversation here. I'm using them wrong. I know that I am. Like, I don't have a strategy with hashtags. I've kind of just pulled ones that I've seen uh, other kind of other podcasters or other, I guess you could say, competitors in the field, what they're using. So I just like, ah, let me throw them in a Google Doc so I can easily copy and paste. So how do I find relevant hashtags for my niche that people will actually search? Okay. This could almost be its own show. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe my best yes. to break it down in easy consumable chunks. Okay. Perfect. But you're right. Hash hashtags are like its own form of social media. I mean, we can almost say it's Instagram plus it's hashtags, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so confusing. Right. Okay. So if you're not sure what hashtags to use, you mentioned you look at your competitors and honestly, that is a great way to start. There's nothing wrong to go within your niche. Like you can look at other podcasters and look at what kind of hashtags they're using. I think that's totally fine. And I've done it too. Hashtags are really just a simple way to defining your text and to make your post searchable. So think of hashtags as a search engine for Instagram. That's basically all it is. It's just another search engine. So when you are generating a list of hashtags, and I'll tell you right now, if you see someone out there on Pinterest saying, here are the 50 top hashtags you should be using, don't bother because it's probably the hashtags that's working for them. It doesn't mean they're going to work for you or for your audience. I always like to start with tip number one is generate a mix hashtags. And the reason why you want to mix your hashtags is it increases your chance of being discoverable. So I have some niche or industry terms like social media, mompreneur, or lifestyle photographer. So I will think of niche slash industry terms. 
Then I will think of location or geographic hashtags. So I'll take a photographer, for instance, let's say a wedding photographer that shoots weddings on the side on weekends. Let's say this photographer should start using hashtags that are in the general location, uh, like Chicago or Chicago suburbs. And then you should also start using hashtags of places where you actually shot the wedding pictures at. So you want to use location and geographic hashtags. And then you also want to think of searchable terms, like what would your target audience search for? You almost want to get in the heads of your your target audience and what would they type when they go to the magnifying glass in Instagram and they want to search for something, what would they put in there? So my audience, they might put in social media help or mompreneurs. Um, I'm trying to, you know, busy mom life or mom, you know, mama life or yeah. whatever, anything <laughs> that deals with like moms and crazy life. Yeah. And, you know, I might start searching those. And when I search hashtags, I make sure when I click on the hashtag, I will look to see the size of it. And a rule of thumb, if it's like super, super high, like beyond three to 500,000, I trash it. Because that means it's so popular that, you know, you're, we're talking tens to thousands of people are using it on a daily basis. My post is just going to get so buried in that hashtag hub. So I would never get discovered. Mm. I don't want to use a super popular hashtag. So what's the you know, thre- like girl boss? Yeah. What's the what's the um, the threshold there? Like if you see a hashtag and ugh, I'm probably doing this wrong again, side hustle, for example, I know that's probably okay. got to be in the millions. Right. I wouldn't even use it. So don't even <laughs> use it. Oh, man. No, oh, no. All right. Because you know what? It's so so It's yeah. You're not going to stand out. No, you're not because you're going to be so buried in the feed. Yeah, that makes unless so much sense. You are such a, unless you're such a well-established influencer, mm. you know, like your top influencers who have like a, you know, 500,000 followers or your celebrities that have over a million and they post something. When you click on a hashtag hub, you actually have two sections. You have the top and you have the recent the top ones are the most popular posts that have generated the most engagement and reach. So the, that's where you're going to see all your celebrities and your influencers. But if you go to recent, it's all going to be chronological. Well, if tens and thousands of people are using that popular hashtag that day, you are already buried to the bottom. And think uh, about it. Wow. Most people will only search the hubs. I would say for every 12 to 20 posts, because that's what I do. I go to the recent and I'll scroll just a little bit to look at the most recent 12 to 20 posts. And I'll find a couple that I like that I resonate with, or I think they're my ideal audience. And then I'll comment on those. I am not scrolling to the bottom at all. Who has the time for that? Yeah, that's so So true. I would aim true. I would aim my average size hashtags are anywhere between 50,000 to 300,000. If you stay in that range, your chances of being discovered are a lot higher. Oh, so good, Allison. I'm so glad you're giving the specifics because as as I I'm going to listen back to this episode, obviously, but um, I think one of the big takeaways for people, I think that are a little bit 
uh, timid on their Instagram strategy, I think it should be one of the things they should be considering, like after they're planning out their content, they actually are filling the pipes with something, (laughs) you know, getting, Uh I think this may be, and you can stop me if I'm wrong here, but is this going to add rocket fuel to the, to the engine here? And is it going to kind of uh, cultivate what you're, what you're planting? It's going to help your reach. It's going to help you get discovered because people actually are searching hashtags. And remember, if you have a business account, you can actually go to your insights and click on a post and it'll tell you your reach within Mm, just your organic posts and then your hashtags. So that'll give you an idea too, based on those analytics, what hashtags are working. And here's another tip too. People will come up with like a master list of 30 hashtags and they'll use those day after day. The problem with that is you're just using the same old hashtags. Your chances of being discovered amongst different audiences is not there. So for myself, what I do, and this takes time, there's no way you're going to generate a hashtag list in a day. And, and the platform's always changing. So, you know, choosing hashtags is a constant test and there's no perfect list. But what I do is I think of all my Instagram posts. I actually come up with Instagram categories like mom life, podcasting, photography, branding. So within those categories, I put in different hashtags in those categories. So a hashtag that I use today on my Instagram post tomorrow, most likely I'm going to have a different list of hashtags because your hashtags needs to relate to the content and or your picture. Oh, so good. If it doesn't relate at all. Yeah. If it doesn't relate at all, someone could report you and then, you know, you're going to get spammed or tagged by Instagram and you don't want your account to be put on hold because you're using what they call inappropriate hashtags. That'd be like me posting about photography, you know, this and that, but I use the hashtag Kim Kardashian just in hopes to get discovered. Kim Kardashian has nothing to do with my life, my (laughs) business or my picture. Yeah. So why would I use it? Mm. like people try to get tricky. Like, well, I want to get discovered. I want to get popular. So I'm going to use Kim Kardashian or whatever. Ah, yeah. Like, don't do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so smart. I think, um, wow. I think we maybe even need to do a whole other episode about hashtags because just in everything you just said now, I'm like, wow, I need to revise basically everything that I'm doing with hashtags. So, uh, and honestly, yeah. I revise my hashtags every three months. Yeah. Because I the need platform's to do it. Ever changing. Mm-hmm. The hub sizes are changing and you never know you, you want to make sure you don't want to establish a list and never look at it again, because as months go by the content that is within those hashtag hubs may change. Yeah. And you may not want to be associated with, I've had to take down um, some hashtags because I went back to it like three months later and I went, whoa, this stuff is getting a little inappropriate. This has nothing to do with, w- with what I'm doing. Life. It like totally yeah. took a turn, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Right, right, right. Okay. This is, yeah, this is all <laughs> really valuable insights. I think the first thing you want to do is you want to generate um, hashtag categories. So mm. what do you mainly talk about on Instagram? You talk about your podcast. Yep. You talk about side your lifestyle. Gigs. Yep. 
side gigs, you know, all of that. So have maybe four to five categories and it's okay if some hashtags cross over because mm-hmm. absolutely they're going to relate to one category and they will relate to another category, but generate maybe I would say a good rule of thumb for myself is I do 25 within each category. Cause I like to leave like three to five um, empty slots for just on the fly. So if I were to post a picture about my lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, mom life, but I had a picture of me holding coffee, I'm certainly going to want to add a hashtag that deal with my picture. Like I might hashtag mom fuel or hashtag coffee strong or hashtag coffee first, mm. because now I'm opening myself up to the coffee audience. And I can guarantee there's a lot of mompreneurs drinking coffee. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Oh, that, no, that makes it crystal clear. Uh, I thank you for all of that knowledge and, and tips there, because I was just so confused on how to actually make it work for my accounts. Did you get all that sister? Hey, just remember, Instagram is just an app, not the holy grail to your business. You do you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode and walked away with value, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel. This would make my day. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Allison Shoals or grab some freebies over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. Take care. I'll see you next time.